Warning, this podcast contains adult topics and themes as well as explicit language. If you are under the age of 18 or bothered by sexual topics, then this podcast is not for you. For everyone else, enjoy. Hi, I'm Frank. And I'm Shelly. And this is the Oh You Were Serious podcast, where we talk about the ups and downs of navigating a marriage that has never followed a traditional path. From emotional affairs and less-than-ethical outlooks and situationships to where we are now, growing together in a much more ethical manner. Join us as we explore how much communication makes the difference in making a marriage work or letting it fall apart. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Oh You Were Serious podcast. Uh, Tonight, we're going to be talking about our darker years. Um, Probably one of the worst times in our marriage almost destroyed our marriage yeah but we made it through and now we're going to share all this deeply personal and emotionally draining information with you guys yeah this one's gonna be a hard episode for me so so we should probably start off with a light-hearted note about the argument you and i had last night while <laughs> discussing the notes for this episode go ahead so probably the oddest argument i've ever had we're sitting there, she's reading over the notes, and she basically tells me that she is jealous because she doesn't think the sex we have is as good as the sex I had with my ex. Yes, I, I did say that because that's how I feel. You tapped into your more primal side with her, and I cannot seem to get that out of you. So just a TMI for you all, she will be getting it. Once we are done with this podcast tonight. (laughs) That will not be found on the recordings. (laughs) Okay, so we are back toward the beginning of 2016. And things in Georgia weren't going well. And we had already decided we were going to move back to Tennessee once we got our money right. So around tax time, we took our taxes... And I arranged to go back up to Tennessee, secure a job, and look for a place. Yeah, and one of our friends actually moved with us to Tennessee this time. Right. And so I went up there, uh, made some questionable choices in the move that will directly tie into some of the events that followed, but I got involved with some very shady business and involved with the wrong crowd using substances I had no business substancing, which definitely contributed to my lack of thinking in many of the events that followed. But went back to Tennessee. I got a job working back at the place I had been working. Um... Got a lead on a couple of places, and about that time, Shelly and David came to Tennessee. We got ourselves a new place, got settled in. Shelly took an assistant manager job at a local uh, fast food chain. I was an assistant manager right away, though. I started out as a cashier because I had had so much previous experience as a cashier and they asked me if I'd be willing to cross train and I wanted I cooked sometimes just not you know as a cook and so they decided to cross train me and I had already been doing so well with the cashiering and then started as you know doing good with the cooking so then got offered the assistant manager position But as we mentioned before, it was a tourist town, and traffic in a tourist town is a pain. I worked on the other side of the mountain. Shelly worked right up the road from home. Uh, But when I'd get off work, I'd have... It'd take me an hour to an hour and a half to drive the, what, three miles back across the mountain? Yeah, the traffic there is absolutely insane. You're much better off walking. I mean, not from where we lived to where you worked, but... It would have been faster. Yeah. So, it didn't take very long before me getting off work to getting to her became 
an impossible schedule to work. Yeah. So I didn't actually stay employed with the company I had gone back to very long. It wasn't, but maybe one or two weeks in, uh, scheduling and traveling wasn't working out. So I talked to my managers and got taken off the schedule, stopped working there. And Shelly was making enough at this point in time that we felt comfortable with me staying at home with the kids, being a homemaker, and... Well, David had a job, too, because he was contributing. We got a a townhouse together. So it was not just one income in the household. It was still two incomes in the household, just with a roommate. Right. And... That contributed to me feeling like I needed to be contributing more. Um, The bad choices I made when I first moved up there, the shady business deals I'd gotten into in order to make sure that we had the money to get established. Well, the original business deal had started to dry up by that point in time, and I knew that I could take a trip back to Georgia and start it all up again. Now, Shelly didn't necessarily know that was what my intention was. No, I was left in the dark for most of that. All of that? Okay, yeah, all of that. Um, Up to the time where me and you had a conversation outside of the jail. Yeah. So, I planned a trip to go back down to Georgia. And while I was gone, or well, before I left, Shelly expressed an interest in one of the guys I had used to work with, a good friend of mine, who we're going to call Ty. And I set it up so that he would come over and spend a night with her while I was out of town. I don't remember if he actually spent the night. He did. Yeah, I was thinking he did, but he got drunk, so... I don't remember falling asleep. <laughs> so why don't you tell us a little bit about what happened that night? So Ty came over and we were both extremely nervous because Ty was hesitant. You told me, right? Yep. He was, he was a little bit hesitant when I approached him about the idea. He knew we were open. He knew we had our own uh, kinky take on our relationship. He knew we slept with other people, but he was kind of hesitant because I was his homeboy and you were his homeboy's wife. And that just, <laughs> that wasn't, that wasn't something he was, had ever encountered before. Right. And we started drinking a little bit, trying to have a conversation to not make it so awkward, trying to find things that we had in common, just, you know, little things here and there. So we start drinking, we're laughing, about 30, 45 minutes into it, we always start kissing and stuff, getting a little hot and heavy, and I get on top of him, we are still fully clothed at this point, I get on top of him, making out with him, and (laughs) the little couch bed thing we were on was a futon, and the futon did not support our weight in one direction. We ended up on the floor and we could not stop laughing about ending up on the floor. So after that, it kind of released a lot of tension that was between us and everything. And we ended up having sex and having a good night. I don't remember falling asleep. So it was a great night for me, but yeah, that's kind of how that one went. And it, that never, like, that was a one and done kind of thing between me and Ty. I think you ended up trying to approach him later, but by that time he was... He had, okay, so I tried to approach him again later on, but he had already been talking to a female who is now his wife. And so that never took off from being anything more than friends I mean and now we don't talk at all which is okay but that nothing ever else ever came of that situation and while you were hooking up with Ty I was in Georgia trying to make business deals that uh well they didn't 
turn out the way I wanted them to. What should have been a money trip ended up being a visiting trip and dealing with a very, very paranoid... You know what? I'm just not even going to talk about him. The trip did not go the way it was supposed to. Yeah. So shortly after I came back from Georgia, when Shelly's GM reached out to me with a job offer, I was a little more inclined to take it than I would have been previously. Right. I think you were ready to get out of the house and kind of find your footing in a way. Yeah, staying at home wasn't working out for me. I was I was feeling kind of trapped. Uh, I'm I'm not able to stay at home all the time like that. It's not, it's just not in me. So, by that time, Shelly had been working there for a few weeks, and she had started to get to know one of her coworkers. Okay, so how that whole thing transpired? So. As, of course, I was cross-training, like I'd said previously, but I ended up transitioning into just being a cook. They had enough cashiers. They needed a cook. So I'd be back there, and one of my coworkers was very handsy and just... Unwelcomed. Asked. Yeah, unwelcomed, very much. And he had been told multiple times, I don't want anything to do with you. Like, we work together. That's it. I'm talking to you because I have to, because I have to call orders. I'm not here to be your friend or your fuck buddy or your girlfriend or anything like that. I had absolutely no interest in this man whatsoever. He was an asshole and I was, I wasn't going to deal with it. But one shift we were working, um, it was me, him, um, a man we're going to call Scott and my manager at the time. And just for reference, my manager stayed in the office constantly with the door shut. So it was kind of like a fin for yourself kind of thing. And the guy came up and got handsy with me as he tried to do multiple times. And I had finally had enough. So I ended up going off about him touching me unwanted because I was pissed at that point. And he decided to corner me in between I believe it was the sink and the wall and get in my face about how I'm disrespectful and I was wanting it to happen I just wanted to say no to make it seem like I was hard to get and stuff like that well Scott ended up walking back in from the walk-in cooler because we were setting up we weren't open yet we were setting up to open and Scott walked into that scene and ended up grabbing him out from in front of my face and pinning him up against the fryer. Because by that point, I'm pissed off. I'm shaking. I'm upset. I'm about to start crying. And Scott basically threatened his life. You know, she didn't want you. Leave her the fuck alone. You're here to work. If you can't work, go somewhere. I walked out back to smoke. I was freaking out at that point. Because, I mean, you're cornered up between a sink and a wall. What the hell are you going to do? So, I walked out back to smoke. Scott came out there to check on me. Told me to take a few minutes if I needed to. Um, walked back in. So, during our shift, after that whole incident had happened, me and Scott started talking and seeing, you know, like, found out that we, you know, had a few things in common. Not a lot, but just, you know, a few things. And... Just, I mean, the friendship kind of took off from there for him standing up for me. It was, I kind of looked at it, and it's a terrible thing to say. I kind of looked at it like he was the hero in that situation. So, like, I was more drawn to him because of, you know, the fact that he stood up for me. My damsel in distress. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I was I was definitely distressed that day. But, I mean, he, he checked on me throughout the day and stuff like that. So, um, we had talked about... Mine and Frank's situation, and he had said him and his wife were in a similar, oh, if I could talk, a similar situation, and that she would be coming up there later that day to get food anyways, and I could talk to her if I wanted to, so later on in the shift, she did come up there to get her food, and I looked at her, and I was like, hey, she's cute, and I was talking 
to Scott about it. And I was like, maybe I can introduce her to Frank and, you know, we could all play together or something like that or see where it goes kind of thing. And he had to get permission from her to get my number. And she said that was perfectly fine. Uh, We went throughout the shift regular. I'm not sure if you worked that night or not. I'm pretty sure you had. Um, so me and him were exchanging texts. It wasn't anything crazy at first, just, you know, talking and then it got to a little flirting and then pictures were exchanged. And that's kind of how that situation, you know, came about how me and him started talking as more than coworkers and stuff. It was the, it was the hero mentality that made me find him attractive. So after y'all had started talking, I think you approached me with the idea relatively quickly, but I wasn't all that interested at first. Yeah, you had I, your reservations. I kind of passed it off. Um, I got up there. I started working. I met Scott. He seemed cool enough, but he was straight. And even if he hadn't been straight, he wasn't my type. Uh, <laughs> and with their age, I didn't particularly have a lot of faith in him having... A wife that was going to be my type. Right, because they were, what, 10 years older than us? And 14. We were 14, and we were relatively young, too. We were, I mean, we weren't like 18, but we were young. Was either doing somewhere 24, 26. They were, she was 37, 40, 47. And Scott was older than she was. She was born in 77, so fuck it. That tells you how old she is. Cause, Good lord. Um, But... As soon as I started working there, I mean, Scott was cool. We we smoked pot together, but I started talking to one of the cashiers. There was a lot of flirting going on between one of me and one of the cashiers. We actually talked about her in a previous episode. She had a boyfriend who wasn't treating her right, but we would flirt when we were on shift together. And then out back one night when I was smoking, she kind of made an offhand dare you to do it we ended up making out right underneath the camera in the blind spot and then later in the walk-in before i took her home and she wanted me to play with her while i was driving that didn't go very far but then after that night her interest kind of dwindled off and it kind of seemed like she was more interested in getting with you she was which didn't end up happening. No, no. We were friends. Um, and I had, you know, flirted with her some and everything. But when you find out everything about somebody else's relationship, and it's all negative stuff on both sides, that's a turn off. Like, she had nothing good to say about him or herself in that situation. So I was, and she had a lot of legal stuff going on too. So I didn't want to get into that situation. She confided in me about a lot of things and I was like, eh. So when that fell apart, I decided, you know, maybe, maybe it wouldn't be such a bad idea to give Scott's wife a try. Get least meet her. He had told me that, you know, she had similar interests. She liked playing video games. I used to play a lot of Call of Duty Zombies. And so eventually it was decided that one night she'd come over and get to know me. We'd play some zombies and, you know, see where everything landed. There was a point in time, too, where, you know, we all just hung out at the townhouse because me and her played, uh, what was the name of that game? Little Big Planet. Yeah, yeah Little Big, Big Planet. Planet. Me and her played a lot of that together. I think we beat it together, actually. Yeah, that was later on, though. Yeah. But it wasn't just... I don't know. No, we we developed a friendship with her. Right. But as far as the friendship went, y'all had already developed a chemistry at work, and then I was given a couple hours while y'all were at work to get to know her and decide where things were going. Right. So while y'all were at work, Scott set it up so that Rachel would come over and we'd hang out. Shelly expressed to me before Rachel came over that she would prefer things remain non-physical 
uh, as much as possible. I explained to her that, you know, if there was chemistry there, that things might happen. But we did agree that there would be no kind of sex, oral or vaginal, until all parties were present and we decided what we were really going to do. So, at this point in time, I hadn't met Rachel. I had worked a little bit with Scott, but I didn't know much about his wife. She came over, and I was a little bit surprised. She was more attractive than I had expected her to be, but was kind of shy and reserved, like she wasn't really sure why she was there. Which, I mean, I wasn't really sure why I was there, so that kind of went hand in hand. We introduced ourselves to each other and sat down. I loaded up Call of Duty and we played some zombies for a while. A uh, little while into it, we got to chatting about other things and she wanted to see our toy bag. I had just gone to Lowe's a couple of weeks back and had gotten several feet of chain And by this point, we had made out a little bit, and we had gotten a little bit handsy, but nothing too hardcore. Nothing that wasn't already discussed before. Right. I, I didn't, I didn't undress her or anything like that, but we've been making out, and I got the idea that it'd be funny when Shelly and Scott got there to have Rachel chained up. So. Having not had very much experience with these new chains, quite a while before Scott and Shelley would arrive, I started trying to figure out exactly how that would work. And in the midst, once I got her chained up, I kind of teased that I was going to use our E-STEM kit on her, which she definitely liked the idea of. And after a little bit messing around with the East M kit. As I said, we didn't get unclothed at this point, so there wasn't a whole lot I could do with it. I got the idea that I would just turn her into the conduit. I had a little attachment that you would typically slide into the waistband of your pants or into a sock, allowing you to become the conduit, much like the one Wolf used on me when we had visited the King Party previously. So... I took the I took the conductor and I slid it down into her panties right up against her pussy and we went back to making out which has which actually led to um one of the more interesting experiences I've ever had and I have been unable to replicate because while we were making out you could literally I could feel the electricity going from her to me across our lips, but it was so subtle because of all the chains and the other contact that it wasn't jolting, but it was it was definitely a sensation. And unfortunately, I was never able to replicate that sensation before that toy broke, which is very disappointing because it's something I'd very much like Shelly to experience, and one day when I get a new kit, she will experience it. But that was that was a first. So we messed around a little bit, trying out different things while she was an electrical conduit before I took it off and set it aside. And she was starting to get very... She had definitely come out of her box. Um, when she got there, she was very meek, kind of shy, very timid, not really, like I said, not very there. It seemed like she was there because Scott had sent her over, and it just seemed like this, it, it was starting to seem like she was, she actually might be interested in what was going on. So, when I heard Shelly and Scott knock on the door, I stood up, and something I don't know what made me want to test exactly how much she was wanting to do. And I pulled my cock out 
and it was right in front of her mouth, and she eagerly took it in and gave it a suck, and I put it up and went and opened the door. Shelly and Scott came in. Uh, Scott got a solid chuckle at seeing his wife chained up on the couch. Shelly was not as amused, but wasn't angry. Um, and we kind of, I, I ended up unchaining her. It was just, you know, a show and tell type thing. Hey, look what I was able to do. And I think we, we chilled out for a little while. I think we might've had a few drinks. I know we smoked and things started progressing. Shelly decided that we weren't going to do a full swap that night. We would keep it to oral being performed on the women. She didn't want Rachel to go down on me. She didn't want me having sex with Rachel. It was just going to be Scott and I pleasuring them. To be clear, it wasn't just Rachel not going down on you. It was the same thing with Scott not going down on me. Or me going down on Scott. <laughs> I'm confusing my shit here. Um, but it didn't just apply to you and Rachel. It applied to me and Scott as well. Right. Which irked me a little bit. Um, as previously discussed, you had had several successful encounters and hookups with people you had been interested in. And I wasn't really batting a good average in my eyes. I was kind of feeling like this was an unbalanced circumstance we were in, which it was. But that was more so because we had not really established our boundaries very well. We had not truly discussed levels of comfort and at that point in time, you were still very much of, if this is the speed I'm comfortable at going, this needs to be the speed you're comfortable at going. Yeah. And we didn't really have a recognition for the fact that people develop sexual attraction at different levels. Right. So, we decided, it was decided, that it was just going to be a soft swap. A super soft swap. So, I can't really speak to what happened on Shelly and Scott's side of the room. I will after you say yours. I'm going first. Yay me. <laughs> Yay me. <laughs> so, I went back to teasing Rachel. Uh, we already had quite a bit of sexual tension built up. Uh, she was hungry for me and that was a hunger not going to be satiated that night but went back to teasing her like I said it was already built up and it didn't take very long before I had her undressed on her back on the couch or was it the futon I can't remember but I know I had her spread out and I told her that she needed to ask me permission before I made her come, which she was completely on board with. I did not know it at the time, but she was very, very much a submissive. And a submissive to a degree that I had not experienced before. Um, Shelly is also submissive, but she is... How would you define it? bratty <laughs> she's a lot less willing to submit as quickly yeah it, it takes a little while <laughs> something about the chemistry and tension that Rachel and I had going she was she was ready so when I told her that she had to ask permission she was yes sir absolutely makes sense I remember kissing up and down her body, teasing her with my tongue. Um, 
she liked very much to be bitten. Another thing that Shelly enjoys, though not quite to the same degree, Shelly likes to be bit, bit on her neck, on her shoulders, and Rachel liked to be bit. It didn't matter where, it didn't matter how hard, she liked to be bit. So, I was biting her neck, I was biting her shoulders, I was biting down her body. I was kissing and licking all of the sensitive areas, and by the time I got to her pussy, she was dripping. She was ready. She wanted me in any way she could have me. So I started eating her pussy, and I was using my fingers, and it didn't take very long before she was squirting, which seemed to surprise her. She had mentioned that she had squirted before, but it didn't seem like it was something that happened very often. Um, most of the women I've made squirt seemed to have a pretty good idea that they could do it, but she, like I said, it, it surprised her when it happened. And I, she was asking for permission. And every few seconds... After I got her going, it was, can I come? Can I come again? Please let me come. And sometimes I would hold back for a few minutes before I finally let her come. I'd go back to teasing her, playing with her nipples, uh, slowing down, changing the tempo, and, and I'd just drag it out. And we got probably a couple hours into it, and she was begging me to fuck her. And she's like, look, I want you to fuck me. Fuck me. I need you inside of me. And I was telling her, look, I'd fucking love to. That's absolutely where I want to be right now, but that's it's not up to me. You need to ask her. And I remember her giving me the most, what the fuck are you talking about? Look. Because I'd look over at you. I couldn't really see you very well. I'd look over at Shelly, and you need to talk to her. You know, you need to talk to them. And it just wasn't really clicking with her because as far as she was considered, I was actively doming her, and in her eyes, why did she need to out ask outside permission to continue what we had going on? So it got kind of frustrating on my side, she wanted more. I couldn't give her more. But to shut her up, I just went back to licking her clit and making her squirt all over the couch. And she's begging to come. And, and that went on for, what, four or five hours? Yeah, for you guys it did. It was a very intense play session I have described it as one of not the one of Shelly one of the most intense sexual encounters I've ever had especially considering there was no penetration on my part I'm not saying it was the best sexual encounter I've ever had going back to our argument from last night but it went on for several hours and she came several times. She squirted multiple times. And I had noticed that there wasn't a lot of sound coming from the other side of the room. But I was concentrated on my task, which was pleasing the woman that I had laid in front of me. Um, so after we got done... It was 3 or 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock in the morning. And we decided it was time to wrap things up and they were going to go home. Then Shelly and I were able to sit down and talk about... Well, I say we were able to sit down and talk about what had happened on her side of the room, but really I don't think that came for several days. And when she was able to tell me about it, it was not everything she thought it was going to be. 
No, it wasn't. So, while you and Rachel were, you know, having a good time and stuff, Scott was very... He didn't want to, like, work me up or anything. He was very rough. Um, showed pretty much no interest in what he was doing at all. And there was multiple times during that night where I literally just sat down and watched you and Rachel because I was fed up with the situation with Scott. He he didn't want to be there. In In my opinion, he did not want to be there. Oh, he wanted to be there, but what we were doing wasn't what he had in mind. He was definitely interested in you. It was one of the worst experiences I've ever had sexually. While it was one of your best. I got to watch a woman get ravished by my husband. While her husband... Fumbled. Yeah, it it was more than a fumble. It was a it, it was almost like he was a virgin and didn't know what the hell he was doing. Whereas I was the one with the actual least experience in these departments in the room. Hey, you were the one who ended up with the amateur hour. Yeah, and there and there should have been a conversation between me and Scott about um. I'd had issues with my body for years before we, me and you actually got a diagnosis for my issues. Um, but you can't just stick your finger in and that's it. And it's going to get me where I'm going and it's going to feel great and stuff. I had a lot of issues where certain things felt really terrible and they hurt and it would physically cause me pain. Um, I think I've talked about before how, most of the girls I was with before you were fairly easy to please, and then I got with you, and you were—you have always been one of the most difficult women. Right, and before I... Not had, to say unenjoyable. Well, before I had surgery, it was a lot worse. <laughs> it was a lot worse. But like, the that whole situation, like, I, it would piss anybody off to watch your partner and the partner he's playing with to have a fucking amazing and wonderful time and an intense session and you're basically sitting on the floor that's pretty much what it was and i understand that 100 percent. now of course at the time you were ready to call it quits yeah you weren't happy with it you didn't particularly have an interest in playing again no because i'm pretty sure i ended up crying myself to sleep that night you know, silently, of course. Well, as much as I hate to say it, whether it was silently or not, I wasn't exactly in the space of mind. To care. To, not to care. Not, I wouldn't have said that. I'm saying I was worn out. Right. I'm, it wasn't long after they left that I was out. It was 4 o'clock in the morning, and I had had a very physically strenuous 4 to 5 hours. Yeah. So... Well, it actually had to be longer than that because they left at four, somewhere between four and five, and we started before midnight. So, like, I was exhausted. Yeah. I went to sleep, and it wasn't until a day or two later that you told me, hey, look, this wasn't what I wanted it to be. I don't think I want to do this again. And I, I didn't push you, but I did say, well, we didn't have sex. Maybe the sex will be better. You know, let's give them, you know, let's give this a little time and see where it goes. This is, this was your idea. Scott was your interest. And, you know, me and Rachel had the chemistry. I, I wasn't ready to call it quits. Right. So. During. The next few weeks. Maybe maybe just a week. Um, me and Rachel started getting closer. And... You and I had had a talk that... 
you know, whatever happened with me and Rachel was between me and Rachel and you didn't particularly want to hear about it. Yeah. But at the time I was, you know, we didn't have Scott's consent to go further. So as far as I was concerned, if me and Rachel were hanging out, it was mostly video games. Um, we may have had oral a time or two outside of the first session, but for the most part, she'd come over, we'd hang out, we'd play video games, we'd smoke. Um, and that was the extent of it. And that went on for about two weeks. Mm. But in those two weeks, Scott started getting, started acting jealous. Yeah. And started displaying some anger issues. Which I got the shit into that <laughs> from him a lot. And at some point in time, he decided that, you know, this wasn't what he thought it was. And he convinced himself that I was having sex with his wife behind his back. And I wasn't at that time. Um, and he expressed some anger at the situation and... I think the third, it was the third or fourth time that y'all had gotten off work and come home and she had been hanging out, which y'all knew she was hanging out. And he, I don't know where you were, but I know Scott came in and. I was honestly probably still at work. Got in my face about it. About how he knew I was fucking his wife, this, that, and the other. And then got into a yelling match with her. And. Then he stormed off to go buy some weed. He fucking walked out the front door. I locked it behind him. And I told her to go to the bathroom. And she kind of gave me a quizzical look. And I took her in the bathroom. And like I said before, you had already told me whatever happens between you and Rachel, it's whatever. Now, that wasn't really how you felt about it, but it's what you had told me. So I took her in the bathroom and she kind of gave me a look like, do you have permission to do this? And I kind of gave her a, do I need his fucking permission? And she grinned at me. So I pushed her up against the wall in the bathroom and I pulled her pants down and I shoved my cock inside of her. And we had sex in the bathroom for about five minutes. I didn't come. I don't know that she came. But she was extremely wet. And I knew she wanted more. But we weren't really sure when Scott was going to be back. And. But we did it. And she wanted more. So. We kind of. The sexual tension just kept building. And I'm not sure exactly how she had convinced Scott of it, but a few days later, um, he arranged for me to go to their house while he came over to hang out with Shelly. And at this point, he was... Still not necessarily on board with me having sex with her. As far as he was concerned, I was going over there to eat her pussy, make her come, help her relax, get her to chill out, because she was fucking pissed at the way he had handled things prior to me having sex with her. So... I went over there, and I ate her pussy, and I think I was supposed to get a blowjob from her which I did, but we ended up going farther. And we ended up having sex, and she wanted me to claim her as my submissive, um, which wasn't something Shelly and I had talked about and explicitly 
established a boundary against. So I did. Now, having sex at her house was weird. Um, she had teenage children who weren't much younger than me and had no sense of boundaries and literally one of them walked in on the middle of me plowing his mother and proceeded to have try to have a fucking conversation with her which was really fucking weird um by this point in time another employee that we worked with at the restaurant had uh taken up sort of like a not a full roommate stance, but he was staying with us at the time. Uh, we're going to call him Cliff. He's going to become more relevant later in the story, but he was my best friend at the time. And he had taken me over there and dropped me off, and he had gone off to see one of his women and left me without the van. So by the time Scott started messaging me asking, hey, where the fuck are you at? Where, why aren't you back? Uh, Rachel and I had been done for a while before the van showed back up. But this definitely added fuel to the fire. And again, I can't speak for what happened with Shelly and Scott while... I was with Rachel that night. I'm not. Absolutely nothing. Sat on the couch and I cleaned up the house a little bit. Talked to David some. Because, um, I mean, he'd, he'd come out of his room and talk to me all the time. Just so I would usually have company if you were at home. And he could tell I felt uncomfortable in the situation. Um, with the way Scott had been lately anyways. So he kind of like stayed with me while you were gone. So nothing happened. And that wasn't something that I knew right away. That's not something you told me right away. I was under the impression that while I was over there playing with her, you were back at our house playing with Scott. Right. And, and later on we'll talk about this too. That wasn't... That was the first time that that situation happened. It was not the last time that that situation happened. And of course, by this point in time, I had reached a boiling point. I, Like I said, I was tired of being accused of doing something I wasn't going to do. If you're going to accuse me of it, I'll fucking do it. And that's not mature. I was being extremely petty. But that's, that's how I fucking responded. Um, like I said, he got up in my face. He threaten physical violence and if you're gonna go that far well I'll fucking take it all the way at that point in time I, w I was willing to take it all the way but as far as I was concerned that, that was still a thing of well Shelly told me what happened between me and Rachel is my business she didn't want to know about it unless she asked and when she did ask I would tell her and I think around that time was kind of when me and David started talking just because we were when Scott would come over and stuff or you would leave the house and just leave me with Scott David would be right there with me so me and him would joke around and have conversations and fuck around play fight and stuff like that so that's kind of where mine and David's uh flirting kind of sparked and to be clear from my perspective you know, that was the idea, though. Not not that you and David, but the idea was maybe you and Scott would have better chemistry on a one-on-one -on -one situation. Right, and it, and it turned in to not be the case. It turned out me and David had more chemistry during that time than me and Scott did. And I think that was another thing that pissed Scott off, too, but he didn't put any effort into anything with David. He was already one of my best friends. It was easy. Yeah, y'all had it. You know, and nothing ended up happening with you and David beyond some pictures being sent. Just flirting through text messages, talking hella dirty to each other, uh, and a couple pictures exchanged was as far as me and David went. Now, if we would have stayed, it probably would have went a lot farther. 
but it it never did and David's it never will. Be listening to this. Damn it, man. I didn't know how close I came. <laughs> I love you, David. <laughs> <laughs> so again, communication wasn't where it needed to be. As far as I was concerned, you were getting what you wanted out of it. You got to play with the person you wanted to play with. I was getting to play with the person I wanted to play with. And outside appearances, everything was all right. Now, it wasn't too long after this that you started actually coming clean with me and telling me, hey, this is, you know, I'm not having fun with this. Well, I started struggling. I didn't want to tell you about it at first because I knew you and Rachel had the chemistry and did enjoy being around each other. And I didn't want me to say something to Scott and him be, and him cut you guys off. So I tried to just, you know, keep it to myself. And, and David picked up on a lot of that too. But he kept that between us so so it was within a week of that I'm not exactly sure how I diffused Scott because obviously after several hours of sitting in his house waiting on Cliff to bring the van back and Cliff was off somewhere in the fucking mountains with he was always off somewhere in the mountains doing stupid shit with a crazy girl and like I said, I'm not sure exactly how I diffused it, but it was about a week later that we decided we were going to get together and try our first official full swap. Yeah. You were going to have sex with Scott. I was going to have sex with Rachel. We were all going to be in the same room. Um, it had not previously been established any kind of protection or expectation of where I was supposed to come, which would come afterwards, but by that point it was kind of uh, redundant since it had already happened. Yeah. Again, one of the things we learned over the years is that communication is important beforehand, after, and sometimes during. But at that time we weren't. So... I don't think this is the night that I had y'all both bent over the couch at one point. I think that came later. I'm pretty sure that was after this session turned out well for me and her again and bad for you guys that he came to me and asked for pointers. So I don't really remember a whole lot about that night other than that Rachel and I played. Um... We went over to the other side of the room this time. Y'all kept the front side of the room. She and I had sex on the couch in the back, and I came inside of her. And that is all I particularly remember about that night. Um, it should be specified, she was already past that point in her life where that was a potential worry. Kids were not anything that needed to be worried about. So as far as I was concerned, I didn't need to use protection. Now, about three days later, Shelly expressed that she didn't realize that's what had happened. And that wasn't something she wanted to be happening. But by that point, it had already happened. Right. So I'm not sure how... Again, I'm not, I can't speak for what happened on Shelly's side of the room, but. If I remember correctly, we had sex, but there was, it, it was very cut and dry. Whereas mine and Rachel's experience was, while not necessarily on par, still in the same league with our first couple of experiences. It was very energetic, very passionate, very. Alive. Right. So, all of this was starting to weigh down on it, on you. Yeah. Um, and I can't remember if it was you or if it was Rachel that made the suggestion that I try to give him some pointers. 
I don't think it was me. Maybe I could, you know, help him out, help him get better, maybe give you what you wanted out of it. And I want to say that was the last time we ended up playing all together. Yeah. If you want to call it that. That was the last time I played with him, period. Now, this was a name. It was really shortly after the first time we all had sex. Uh, they came over, and I instructed him to watch. Right. And I undressed both of y'all, and I was kissing on y'all, and I had y'all sucking my cock. And then I bent y'all over the couch, and in one of just the most absolute badass moments, I had y'all both bent over the couch. I had my fingers inside both of you. You were both squirting. You were moaning. You were coming. And as as fucked up as this sounds, I remember I was playing with her. And I tried to get Scott to reach over and play with her. And he started to, and she slapped his hand away. And I tried to get him to do it again, and she slapped his hand away. And then I told her, hey, Scott's going to take a turn now. And she let him play with her, but the reaction wasn't the same. It was very much what you had already described with your experiences. So, I kind of took back over. He kind of stood off to the side. I took turns fucking both of you. He might have gotten his cock sucked. I think that was the night that we took a picture. You and she were both knelt down in front of him. I can't remember for sure. All those pictures are long deleted, so. Again, it was an energetic experience on my side, but Scott wasn't delivering. And by this point, you were done. You expressed to me that if me and Rachel wanted to keep playing, that was on us, but you weren't interested in Scott anymore. Right, but that wasn't the last time that we had swapped houses. It wasn't? No, because there was a one of these nights, don't know which part of the timeline it was in. Rachel came to our house with you. And I went to Scott's house with him. And me and you had been texting. You stopped texting me so I knew something was going on with you and Rachel. So I, I pretty much knew y'all were fucking and whatever. Like I said before, at that time when you asked me if we were having sex, I would tell you we were I having sex. I understand that. I'm not, I'm not saying anything about that. Okay. But I was laying in Scott and Rachel's bed. Okay. And he had, like, talked up a lot of game before I came over there. Oh, this is going to happen. We got to their house and went to the bed. He literally rolled over and was trying to get Rachel's attention on her phone. Ignored me the entire time until finally one of their kids was like, when is she going home? I laid in that bed for hours not talking to anybody, not doing anything, just laid there. And I was so fucking heated. Because you knew that wasn't how it was going on my end. No, not because of that, because he had said, okay, well, we're going to do this, this, and this, and, you know, they're going to be doing their thing, but we're going to do ours and stuff like that. And it was complete, ignored me the entire time I was there. And I was so fucking livid. At that point, I was like, I don't give a shit if I have to walk home. Because I, I was getting to that point. I was so angry. He ignored me. Blatantly ignored anything I said to him. I couldn't even say five words to him. He just didn't pay attention at all. So, yeah, that was an experience that we had. So, yeah, all of that, and by this point in time, 
it was starting to take a toll on us. Yeah, we, we weren't in a good place at all. Um, You had given me kind of a don't ask, don't tell situation. You know, you didn't want me telling. You weren't going to ask. When you did ask, you would ask very basic questions. Oh, Rachel's coming over. Are y'all going to have sex? And I'd say, well, maybe. And you'd be like, okay, that's it. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Or you'd ask afterwards, did y'all have sex? No, she just gave me a blowjob. Okay, I don't want to talk about it. So I was answering your questions, but instead of expressing to me what you were uncomfortable with or why you were uncomfortable with it, you would tell me and then you would drop it. Yeah, we we had already been having, like, arguments anyway. And, and back then, our arguments weren't just arguments. They were, like, screaming matches. And and us getting pissed off at each other and being mad the rest of the night. And so, like, in, in between yours and Rachel's chemistry, like, I'd be jealous of. And then me and Scott, you know, after that, I was fucking... You'd said his name and I was pissed off. But, but me and you had so many issues... And and I wouldn't talk to you about them. I just, I, I wouldn't say shit to nobody. And that was a big problem. I had so much shit just bottled up. And, and it, when it exploded, it exploded at you. So, Rachel and I had a lot of chemistry. And we had, at that point, developed a pretty intense friendship with a lot of sex involved. Right. Um, We, she'd come over... And, I mean, the majority of the time that she was over, we'd be playing video games. We might have sex while she was there. Um, I remember vividly one time I thought I had the front door locked, and we were going at it on the couch, and David walked in. He opened the door, stepped inside, saw her ass bouncing up and down on me, stepped back outside, Knocked on the door, to which I responded, What the fuck, David? And he just kind of walked inside and kept his head tilted and walked up the stairs. Right. But due to the fact that you weren't, that we weren't communicating clearly, you started seeing stuff that wasn't the way it was. Yeah, I seen you. You were just having, you know, a good friend, you know, having sex with him, great sexual chemistry. And I saw you leaving me, and she, they already had a lot of issues in their marriage, so they they were on the verge of splitting up anyways. So I seen it as well. If they're about to fucking divorce, he's gonna leave my ass and be with her. Because our sex was nothing ever like that. So uh, I started accusing you of cheating. Like like leaving me cheating. Not just fucking like you're you're gonna fucking leave me. Yeah. And I'm gonna be stuck. Now unlike the situation with Scott, I wasn't gonna leave you because you were accusing me of leaving you. But I did break it down for you and say that you knew what it was. We talked about what it was. It was sex with a friend. And that was a relatively foreign concept to you at that time. Yeah. Um, and I got, I was, it got frustrating. And I remember telling you, look, I've, I, Anything you want to know, I'll tell you. I haven't lied to you about anything. It's not anything more than what you think it is. But I can't handle you coming home every night and having these knockdown dragouts accusing me of cheating. I'm not having an emotional affair. This isn't deeper than sex. And at the time, it wasn't. But these feelings kept developing. And they came to a head on June June 8th. Because we got into it, and I was in my feels for completely irrelevant personal reasons. And 
I remember getting drunk. And we had all been hanging out that night. I don't think we actually had sex with anybody that night. We were just hanging out. But I got really drunk. I got in my feels. They left. We got into an argument. And... The next day I woke up and basically told you, look, I had told you how it was going to be, and it happened again. I can't keep doing this. Obviously, this isn't working. You know. And we started talking about divorce. Yeah. Well, as we said at the beginning of this podcast... This was going to be a very emotionally draining episode. Um, I think we're going to split this into a multi-part episode. So this is where we are going to leave it off for the night. Um, obviously, this isn't where our story ended. And we have a lot more to tell. We've grown back together from where we fell apart um but for tonight I know Shelly could use some time to process the things we've talked about um it's not exactly something that we have openly discussed very many times since it happened and she is feeling a lot of emotional drain right now. It's quite late at night. We work early mornings, and this this episode has not treated her well. So we appreciate you all joining us. Um, as always, if you'd like to reach out and contact us, feel free to do so at the oh, you were serious 2023 at gmail.com. Um, we hope that you continue to tune in and hear the rest of our story because we're far from done. I love you, baby. I love you.